Welcome to Down and Out, the sports and entertainment podcast, taking the world by storm. Dom Tibbetts alongside Evan Ryer, two sports unquote professionals, giving our best shot at the world of podcasting, but we like to have fun, keep things loose, and a lot to get to today. First off, water stuck in the throat, so I apologize for barely making it through that intro, but shout out to our music produced by JD Masters, Buddha. On the beat, great stuff. Go check it out. That's Man in the Mirror, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream music. You'll find our buddies or friends of the programs. We're friends with them. It's a great song. A bunch of other great tracks from JD and Buddha. Make sure you guys go give them some love. And, uh, yeah, tell them Down and Out sent you. Evan, Wednesday, my God, we are 24 hours away from a new beginning, hopefully, in Jacksonville. How are you feeling? Feels uh, pretty damn good, man. It's uh, I got I got my second vaccination shot yesterday, whoop, whoop. so you know that's a good start. Gonna go play some golf today because it's you know actually decent weather in Butte despite it still being you know somewhat snow season. And uh, and on top of that, yeah, man, like I've got I've got tomorrow evening off, and I'm just going to uh, you know I've got my my draft day fit. Got my draft day pieces <laughs> assembled for my outfit, and and uh, I'm very excited to welcome Trevor Lawrence to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. For sure, I uh, it's actually funny too. I golfed yesterday with my buddy who's up here visit or down here in Tallahassee visiting me, and uh, you'd be proud to know that I was six strokes away from breaking a hundred on a full eighteen. That's so. not too bad. That's well, not too bad. I was I shot a one oh six. I uh, I parred one hole. So. Dude, hey, that's what keeps you coming back, man. Yeah. You uh, you go you go <laughs> progress, play, baby. You, you go put you know two or three to four shots together and and you go okay I can do this and then and uh, it once it once once the bug gets a hold of you especially when you live in you know Florida the mecca of golf uh, it's uh it's 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 hard to stop. Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned too, the NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence more than likely the number one pick. I think we can almost say it's a surety. Urban Meyer has made it a surety. We're going to bounce into our official draft show because we've been teasing it and talking so much about it the last couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, top 10. And, I mean, at this point, how does Trevor Lawrence not go to Jacksonville, right? Yeah, so how do you want to do this? Do you want me to, uh, you know, do you want me to just, do we want to go team by team as in like uh, we can just, I can just do my full Jaguars mock draft or do you want to, how, how do you want to start this? I say, you know what, let's uh, let's go, before we do the Bills and Jags, our two teams, let's just go team by team, and in the, in the t- we'll do our top ten overall for the draft, and then we'll talk about some honorable mentions. Let, let, let's, let's, let's not get too fan-heavy right off the bat, so we just tune people out who could care less this about the Bills and the Jags. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, dude, they're ahead. the two biggest the two biggest markets in the NFL, so oh. of course we're going to talk about them a lot. They're, but, they're the football um, meccas, like the two, the two <laughs> most successful NFL organizations in the history of the NFL, like undoubtedly. Two, two-story giants but yeah so i'll uh, i'll go ahead and do my top 10 and then you can you know, or we can do side by side i guess but uh with so with the first pick obviously the uh jaguars trade out um no, <laughs> uh, uh no trevor lawrence trevor lawrence all the way yeah yeah the jacksonville jaguars trade out for kyle trask what <laughs> yeah they, they they're like they're heavy on the kyle trask train yeah, I uh, I have Trevor Lawrence as well. I think that's pretty. I think I think our first two or three picks are going to be pretty similar. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence there. I've got Zach Wilson going to the Jets at two. Same here. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a given at this point. Um, it would be we. You know, it's funny because it seems like you know all the reports say it is a given, but and they talk about you know all the different directions this next pick can go. But it, if you want to talk about a curveball to start the draft. You know the the Jets coming out and selecting like Justin Fields would definitely be that. That would definitely like be like, oh shit, okay. Uh, would it be more of a curveball than the third pick coming up? Because that's where I maybe could see maybe could see some change. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that's I think there's probably 
I mean, if you go look at mock drafts all over the country from the biggest names to just whoever like us, I mean, everybody's got different picks. I mean, there's three different guys that all are uh, kind of expected to, to, to possibly be picked there. So who'd you go with? Um, I, I stuck with my, my gut instinct. I went Justin Fields. I think I think that's who the Niners take at this point. I I, I, I just don't believe in, in Mac Jones being a top 10, and I'm not a believer in Trey Lance. So I, I stuck with my gut, went Justin Fields. I, I Who knows? Who knows what the Niners are thinking? I've heard some chatter that, like, Mac Jones is their guy, and it's, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just have to see. But I'm, I'm sticking with Justin Fields. See, I, I have seen enough chatter that I just can't not uh, take – Jones at three. It's not who I would take. I love Mac Jones. I've said this before that you know I think he's a good good quarterback and a first round prospect and and does deserve to be in the conversation that he's been in. But the idea that Justin Fields is is a lesser prospect than Mac Jones to me is crazy. That being said, it really does seem like the the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan really really like Mac Jones which you know something interesting the worth bringing up is that 49ers general manager John Lynch basically said I defer the pick to Shanahan in this scenario so it really is going to be whoever Shanahan wants and uh and I, I just think right now that's Mac Jones even though you know I I, I love you Mac but I think I think this is you know it's going to be you know overall not the best choice. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. Now, now it's the time to start proving people wrong if you're Mac Jones. But I agree. I just I I don't I don't believe it's the right fit for for San Francisco on paper. And you know, and he could go turn around, prove us all wrong. But I I don't I don't believe Mac Jones is a, is a top ten quarterback right now in this draft. But brings us to Atlanta Falcons. I this is this is where I I, I think I think the quarterbacks stop here. I have Jamar Chase. Oh, I, Jamar I, I Chase. You, Interesting. I have Jamar Chase going number four to Atlanta. Uh, this is that's kind of where I'm where I'm gauged at right now. Uh, I just think I think I think I think the Falcons, you know, with with, it, with an aging Julio, could use the the next receiver to give Matt Ryan some uh, some help on the receiving core. Um, yeah, I'll go Calvin Ridley, obviously an up and coming star. I just think about that receiving car core. If you have Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, that's pretty solid options for Matt Ryan to be throwing to. You know, it's crazy, but even in this stage, like, you know, even in this stage of his career, it still seems like such a crazy idea that you would ever do this to me. But yesterday there were reports that apparently the Falcons are open to trading Julio Jones, um, which, you know, I mean, that would just be as, you know, we've watched that dude with, with the Falcons for the past decade. So I, I couldn't even imagine. Truly, I, don't even, I couldn't even think about him yeah. being on another team. You know, it's, it's kind of like when A.J. Green left Cincinnati. You know, it's going to be weird this season seeing A.J. Green not in a Bengals uniform. Yeah, of course. And so um, so there's always the possibility of that. Uh, I, I have the Falcons taking Justin Fields. I think uh, – I think since he gets passed over, the Falcons look at Justin Fields as a prospect that they just can't not have, especially when their quarterback is a guy who is, you know, maybe got a year to two years left. Maybe Justin Fields doesn't start right away. Maybe they do some like Jalen Hurts stuff with him where, you know, he's in packages and different things like that to start. And uh, Matt Ryan is still mostly running the show. But I think. Uh, I think I think if if Matt goes to the to the 49ers then then Fields will go to the to go to the Falcons. So All right, yeah, so you're, so you're going you're going you got four quarterbacks. You're the, you're you're the you're the headless yeah, four horsemen right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean very very fair. I just I think it ends in Fields personally, but that's uh it's fair. It's fair. I guess well, I guess we shall see. I just don't I what, does he does he just sit behind Matt Ryan for like two three seasons cuz I I mean Matt's not I don't think Matt's going anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to be whatever, but it's not like Matt Ryan has has become has been like you know the guy the past like year or two. I mean, there's been injuries, there's been issues, but I also think that you know at 35, you know, don't get me wrong, like he doesn't he doesn't he's not necessarily done, but I also think that you know it's 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 not a bad time to transition because you have to wonder as a franchise. Where are we going to be in two or three years down the road? Right. You know, are, are you know, 
if we're if we're playing absolutely horribly with Matt Ryan at quarterback, then yeah, I guess we will be picking a quarterback then, and we'll have a pick to do it. But if you're in the spot they're in right now, and you've got Justin Fields out there, you know I'm high enough on him as an individual that, and I think and I think the the Falcons are genuinely considering him that. You know, it's okay. It's it's time to go for Fields now. But yeah. I mean, okay. you know, you you know, we we everybody in the world was made kind of look stupid with Mahomes and uh, and 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 Kansas City when he sat. You know, right. I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, there's you know, Matt Ryan's a fantastic quarterback to learn under. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, um, that's that's just fair. I just I just don't believe. I I just have such. I've always been a pretty strong Matt Ryan supporter. So I just think for the duration of his, I I think Matt Ryan is a guy. Like who will end the career? Uh, I'm not saying like stat wise compared to Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong, but I think Matt Ryan is a guy who ends his career in the in the fashion that Drew Brees did. So I think he he kind of goes out on his own terms, and you know m- m- maybe there's some packages where Matt Ryan comes out. You would put a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, whoever whatever quarterback wants to go in that spot. You know, or Mac Jones, you kind of put him in some packages to try him out. But I, I mean, for the, for the rest of his duration of his career, I think Matt Ryan is your starter in Atlanta. So I just don't. How many more years is that to be? You know, Tom Brady's proving quarterbacks can play in their forties. You don't know with Matt Ryan. I just don't. How long does that quarterback have to sit behind Atlanta there? I just, I, th- I think right now they're thinking more. Let's get some weapons and let's go see what we can do. Fair enough. I uh, we'll see what happens. Pick number five, Cincinnati. I think this one has been kind of a lock, and I also don't. I don't see it really swaying any anywhere else. Uh, arguably, one of the best offensive line prospects to come out. You know, probably since Quentin Nelson, and you know, Hall of Fame talks already about Panay Sewell at number five to Cincinnati. That's who I have. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's it's they they need. They need blocking help, and um, you Joey, know it's, Joey Joey Burrow's gonna he needs some protection back there. That's for sure. Well, they everyone made that joke of you know because they they debuted the new uniforms, and in one of the photos you can see his uh, his his gnarly ACL surgery scar, and it's like it's like that is the only sign you need to to what pick they're gonna make. So yep. yeah, I think that's a, I, I'm with you. I think that's a lock at this point. Awesome. All right, uh, pick number six. The Miami Dolphins, this is where I, sadly, this hurts me so much as an in-division rival, as a fan of the Bills, because I don't want to see this guy go to Miami, but I've got Kyle Pitts going, I also to, do. going to Miami. Um, I, so, I, so sad, so sad to watch. Like the Probably the best athlete in the draft this year is going to tear it up on a rookie contract against us two times every year for the next at least four to five years. So not looking forward to that, honestly, as a Bills fan. Yeah, I think it just makes sense to to grab, you know, like like we've been saying, a generational talent. It's it's a ta- it's a guy that, you know, you know can make an impact right away for Tua. Um, and then, you know, it, it's while they do have, like, offensive line needs that they probably need to – there's probably, like, one or two pieces they should maybe still look to draft in that regard – it's one of those things that this isn't really a guy that, with the available names on the board, you can really pass up to me. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Kyle Pitts, at six. All right, all right. Pick number seven is the Detroit Lions. They're on the clock. A lot of a lot of different needs as well with Detroit. What do you what do you gauge on this pick? What are you thinking? So wide receiver, I think is is probably their their number one thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the you you have to assume that, you know, that you you you've got to give Jared Goff some type of support. You know, you've got to uh, it's it's Jared Goff, so we'll see how exactly how far that goes. But that dude has proven that in years past, if he's in a system that that he's feeling good in, you know, he can definitely do the job. Um, and you know. I haven't uh, had Jamar Chase go off the board, so I think you know if they're taking the best uh, weapon available, that's Jamar Chase. So that's who mm-hmm. I got at seven. And I, I think I was kind of leaning towards receiver as well here. So this is where I'd want to drop Jalen Waddle, but this is where I'm going to start breaking some molds here. I think because a lot of teams really have to wonder what does Detroit do because there's been a little bit of talk about them trading. You know, it, it's it's been discussed. It's in the chatterbox, as they say. And a lot of people hang on Detroit wondering, are they going to take a quarterback? And I kind of actually think they shake up the draft and do. And because he's available, this is where I think Trey Lance goes. 
I think Trey. I think Trey Lance goes to Detroit at seven. Still, Trey Lance still playing in the damn cold, going yep. from the Fargo Dome to the to the uh, whatever it's called. I uh, Ford Field. Yeah, there you go. Ford um, Field. I, it, 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 to me, I mean, how, how many you you've watched enough drafts like I have in my life? This is such, it's such a Detroit thing, because I, I think they clearly need a wide receiver. And every and every mock draft I've been looking at has like a wide receiver going there, but it, to me, like I've just seen Detroit do this so many years. Like they just like take they they take out of profile. I think rather rather than need. So I I I just see them. I don't know how long Jared Goff is their guy. I don't know how much solidity Jared Goff really has. I mean he he hasn't like shown he's shown like breaks of greatness when he was in Los Angeles, you know. But he's a very Proved he's also a very flawed quarterback in a lot of ways. So I, I think that you have to be thinking about who's coming up next behind behind uh, Jared Goff because you I mean you got rid of your franchise quarterback in Stafford. So I just I think I think Detroit is more so in the long term thinking in a need of who's our backup to Jared Goff. And honestly, if Trey Lance goes to Detroit, you very you could very well see him take the field starting a game in, in the 2021 season. I don't I don't put that past it one bit. I think I think you definitely have a point because you know if you go look at the Detroit Lions backup quarterbacks right now, it is currently Tim Boyle and David Blow, which I could not oh, think of. Brother, that guy yeah. stinks. <laughs> I could I could not imagine like any, just you want to talk about like two names that you're just like oh fuck man like oh shit like yeah that that's, that, that must suck as a yo know, God bless we're not Lions fans because imagine looking at that. Imagine looking at that three deep, three deep death chart, and you just see those names. You're like, like, was this a my player on Madden that was created for this guy? Like, who is, who are these people? I don't, I don't want to. I'm not saying uh, Jared Goff is Chad Henney, but I want to just say that I got like PTSD flashbacks of like the Chad Henney starting years for the Jaguars, where it's just like. Just throwing out like whoever the fuck at, at backup quarterback. Um, so yeah, hard times, hard times potentially. But but I just I still think that they go with Jamar Chase in that scenario. Um, and then down to uh, two the North Car- the uh, Carolina Panthers. And it, I almost it's, said North Carolina. Oh. Yeah, the, the North Carolina Panthers. What shit. Uh, That's like the most British way to refer to them. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man. Uh, all right. So who I, who I have I, who I have here written down is because because I don't I don't I don't think Carolina goes in the quarterback anymore. I think they actually, uh, hmm, yeah. I'm actually because I'm starting to have second guess. This is this is where I see them going because he's probably the best athlete still left here, and I have him, this is where I see Jalen Waddle going. I have Jalen Waddle going to Carolina at at, at eight. Robbie Anderson, Jalen Waddle, pretty good receiving core to have for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's definitely very good, and uh, I think I think Jalen Waddle would would uh, ball out in North Carolina, and he's you know North, that's the one North thing Carolina. I will say about <laughs> fuck he well because he that is in North Carolina that is yeah, no I know it's just, but, no it's just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not making funny I'm just laughing because now it's like we're, I'm gonna start referring to them as the North Carolina the Panthers. North Carolina Panthers yeah. Um, what I will say that uh, uh, I actually do like Waddle to a team. I, I think if a team selects Waddle and they don't have like the best quarterback situation, that's honestly probably like the best receiver choice because I feel like Waddle will do more with just like getting the ball in his hands on like screens and stuff um, than than any other receiver in this in this draft. To be honest, Waddle's um, also like he's insanely fast. Correct? Isn't he? That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's. He's he's he, he's he's a four he's a you know mid to high four two runner and just unbelievably quick you know both laterally and uh, uh and, and you know just straight sprint speed so um, but for me personally you had Trey Lance already going this is where I got him I think uh, I think Carolina will 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 you know. We'll say okay, we got to go get a QB in this scenario, and and Trey Lance is a solid enough prospect, so I think I think uh, that's where he ends up. Uh, where he ends up? Okay, very fair, very fair. I at pick number nine, I have the Broncos trading out. They go back two. They go back three picks 
and they traded out with the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles take Patrick Certain, the second. Interesting. As a cornerback, because uh, he's already be probably the best cornerback that's left in this draft. Obviously, you're familiar with him. Uh, I am as an LSU fan because I've seen him pick off so many, so many errant passes. Uh, it's an Alabama CB, but yeah, I have Patrick Certain on a trade to the Philadelphia Eagles at number nine. That's a, uh, it's I like it. I, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't even really thinking about trades, so I made no trades in my mock. That's all right. Which is obviously this, this, this is my only one I have, but I, but I wanted, to, I wanted to feel like PFF would hire me after this. We get done with this podcast. Fair enough. So, something I saw on Twitter yesterday that you know maybe this it's not directly affecting my decision about the Eagles, but. Or honestly, I'll, I'll I'll mention that after we get through the top ten because I still have them picking at twelve. But uh, I actually think that the Broncos kind of get screwed because I think they also would have liked to take Trey Lance or you know potential quarterback. But I don't think Kyle Trask is really worth taking at the nine spot. Um, so I have them taking what I would say is probably the best tackle off the board, which is Rashawn Slater out of uh, Northwestern. Um, you know, still just a yep. relatively solid move and, and a guy that, you know, ought to be a, uh, 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 you know, a stalwart on, uh, at that tackle spot. So kind of a boring pick and kind of not, you know, kind of a, a reach in some ways. Cause I think Slater would be available a little bit later on, but you know, after, after, you know, four QBs in the, you know, first eight picks, I think uh, they don't really have much of a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, very fair. And uh, pick number 10 to round it out. Hey, Evan, guess what? What? I lied. I have another trade. (laughs) I have another trade. I lied to you. The number 10 pick traded out from the Dallas Cowboys to the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots, because they have cold feet, select Mac Jones. So that's where bum, Matt bum, goes. Bum, number ten. Yep. Yeah, that's uh that's I thought of this, interesting. I thought of this trade five minutes ago and I felt I felt that Christ was coming through my earphone or my, my earphones, my headphones, telling me, Dom, John three sixteen, this is gonna happen. Read the scripture, this is gonna happen. New England bumps up to ten on a draft with the Cowboys. Because I think the Cowboys still get... I think, the, honestly, the Cowboys, I had them slated to get Rashawn Slater. Because I... That was my original pick, was Rashawn Slater goes at 10 to Dallas. But I still think that even if Dallas trades back with with New England, I think Slater is still there. Because I, cause it, cause I'm just looking at the other teams and their needs. The Giants aren't thinking that. The, they're, they're actually... Are, they're thinking offense, so they'll probably go with Devonta Smith. Which is now we're just getting into other things. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the rest of the team's needs, and I still think that the Cowboys could get Slater if they trade out with with New England. So, bop bop bop. I lied. Another trade. Number ten. Uh, New England Patriots select Mac Jones, and there you go. Four quarterbacks in the top ten. There you go. Um, I uh, I think I think the uh, the the Cowboys will end up. You know. Based on the current situation I got, I, you know, they they definitely could use a a top level safety. And while maybe it's a little early for him to go off the board, uh, Trevin Morag out of uh, TCU is a you know to me is an all around pick that makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, besides just being a you know an athletic freak, you know, kind of a, a local guy, you know, coming out of TCU, and then on top of that, just uh, also. You know, just is a, is a fits the need. Um, so yeah, that's our top ten. Now I do want to mention real quick that thing about the Eagles. Yep. Someone, someone, I I forget exactly who, but there was this discussion uh, yesterday that someone was like, uh, at they at the Eagles and they say, are you really gonna make your fans watch Jalen Hurts throw to Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, and Travis Fulgham next season? Are you really gonna make them do that? <laughs> Fulgham, so Fulgham I, had some bright spots. If it makes you feel better, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't say you know you're you're fully expecting him to be a wide receiver one, you know, Pro Bowl type of guy. Um, so I think Jalen Waddle to the Eagles. Uh, is 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 where I got Waddle going, and I don't got I got Devonte actually going to the Patriots. So there you go. Okay, very fair, very fair. Okay, see, I have I have Devonta Smith going eleven 
to the New York Giants because this mock draft I was kind of making my picks off of has Kyle Pitts falling to 11, and I think that's idiotic. I don't think there's any way Kyle Pitts falls outside the top 10. Yeah, I think I think people would trade up for him if he dropped to like 7 or 8 or something. There's Absolutely. enough teams that would. Uh, I also, interestingly you, so, enough. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I don't have uh, Patrick Sertain going until uh, 17 because I've got J.C. Horn getting drafted by the uh, Chargers at 13. Nice. And then, okay. uh, and then, and then Sertain would go to the to the Raiders at 17. So, okay, very fair. I see. My only other thing is that I have, or because I don't have Trey, I'm I don't believe Trey Lance is the a top 10 quarterback. So my only other thing I want to mention about Trey Lance here is that. Because New England trades back, I, I have Trey Lance going to Minnesota as a backup role behind Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, in Minnesota. I I thought about the Washington football team, Kirk Cousins, for two seconds, and I got myself confused. Um, but, yeah, that's where I have uh, Trey Lance going is back up in Minnesota. So pick uh, pick number 14, that is, for those, for those of you keeping track at home. It's interesting. I don't think a lot of people have uh have Minnesota taking quarterbacks, so I uh, I'd be I'd be curious to see that. And I think I think I, it's just because it it's like it, it falls into their lap at this point. Like I, I I think at that point, Trey Lance is the best athlete on the board still, and you're like okay, you know need the backup option. It's just based off my process of elimination. That's what I have. Fair enough. And then, is there any uh, any other picks in your in your first round mock that you know you especially or you know think is think is interesting? Hmm. Yeah. There. There's. Uh. As I I think the Buffalo Bills trade out of the first round, and we'll get into this in a little bit. But I think the Bills trade out of the first round, so I think that's interesting thing to keep keep a little bit of track of here. I like. So I also like in terms of like receiver depth. There's some pretty good wide receivers there. I'm very curious to see where Kadarius Tony goes. I, I I'm seeing him as high as like like 17. I'm seeing him about as low as 27. So there's a lot of wiggle room in between there. Um, Kadarius Tony definitely I think is just I got to watch him a bunch of times just covering Florida and running their highlights and you know good good explosive speed good route runner a little undersized uh, but a guy who can definitely who can definitely make. I think moves in the open space, good option uh, for whatever quarterback that is. I, I think I think you're gonna want to get him under some experience. So I could see him going to lot. I could see him going to the Vegas Raiders. You know, under under Carr, and I think that be I think that's something that Gruden would would like to have. You know, uh, you have Rugs and Kadarius Tony under Derek Carr. You know, I, I think I think that could work there. I I like that as well. I- I see that, but personally, I am much higher on Rashad Bateman uh, out of Minnesota and Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Um, okay, I, I I definitely think Kadarius Tony is definitely the type of guy that could be, you know, he definitely has potential to be, you know, a a top level NFL receiver. But I feel like Bateman and Elijah Moore are more year one impact type of guys. Um, I just. I get nervous when I think about Kadarius Tony's like uh, catching ability under pressure. Um, not, and I'm not talking like in big moments. I'm just talking about like when he's got guys draped over him, when he's when he's in those tough spots. Like that's where Jalen Waddle and and Devontae Smith are like so crazy. Is because if you go look at a lot of their you know their highlights and 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 certain aspects of their stats, that you realize these guys are catching balls that. You know they're heavily guarded on, like they're, right. they're really good at that catching in traffic, so to speak. I don't. I Kadarius Tony's big issue, I would say, is is that plus you know just general you know uh, uh, resume compared to just about you know every every other top receiver in the draft. Um, you know, I I personally am actually like super big on Rashad Bateman. Okay. I, everything I've seen of that dude has been really, really impressive, and and I think he's just kind of a nasty ass player. Um, so, so uh, definitely a guy that you know I would love for the Jaguars to get, but I do not know if that's going to be the case. But I guess we can talk about that here in a second. Yeah, and before we talk about the Bills and Jags, I want to ask you something here because uh, Travis Travis Etienne and uh, Najee Harris, obviously two of the best running backs in this draft. Like this mock that I was looking at that helps that helped me kind of make up my list that we just got through, does not have anybody drafting them in the first round. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. Personally, I, I actually think that's going to be the case. Okay. I think I think I think you're going to either see them if they get taken it's going to be like 30 31 32 or the like first two or three picks like they're going to be drafted in that 30 to 36 range. I mean, I, I, you're still hell of a value, though, you know, and and I, maybe that's where you see some some trades happen in the second round. Well, the, the, how, the how, how eager is, how eager would a team be to see if the you know, Travis Etienne or Najee Harris is you know still sitting there early in the second round? I, I think there's a lot of teams that are thinking like, ooh, okay, let's 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 make a move for because you know, I think those are great explosive offensive players that will have a good NFL career. So if you're a GM, I think I think you've got to be feeling pretty good if you see them available in the second round. Yeah, for sure. But it's just one of those things that I feel like if you take one of those two guys in the first round, there's almost always going to be a case where there was better value mm-hmm. and a spot you probably needed. And, you know, it's it sucks to say, but even generational talent at the running back position – is still just so it's not the same value as getting you know a really good starter for for a long time in another spot that you need. It's it sucks, but the the running back position has you know never been less valuable than I think it is you know in 2021. Um, granted, that doesn't mean it's not valuable and it doesn't have huge impact. You know, I mean, you know, you go get a guy like a Christian McCaffrey type talent, then of course that's a big deal or Derrick Henry, whatever. But I just think that as much as I love Najee and as much as I am convinced that Etienne is definitely a very good player, I I just don't see a scenario where, you know, you are getting the most value out of picking them in the first round. So, um, so yeah, I, I've got I've got them, you know, early second in uh, in my eyes. Okay. All right. Well, that kind of leads into our next thing we'll get into now is our own, the Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars, our own little mock draft of where we see this coming up. I've already kind of spoiled it a little bit, so I'll just kind of start it up here. I believe the Bills trade their first round pick at 30. I think they trade it out, and I think they trade it early into the second round. So as I was looking at teams that I was trying to go in the mock simulator to see like what teams they would possibly fill in. A lot of times the scenario came up, Evan, that the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Bills trade their pick. So the Jags go get two in the first round. We take we take you guys at thirty three. I don't well, I don't, be... I don't necessarily know if that'll be the case, but that I just want to bring it up because that came up more than a couple times in the in the in the mock simulator. Words mentioning that that's not just two; that would be three first-round picks in the. Uh, oh, very, yeah, very true. Actually, you're correct. And I just, I the thing is, is that I could see the Jaguars maybe throwing like a ton of like day three picks, or maybe the third rounder. But with two second-round picks and two first-round picks, I just don't think the Jags would think okay, four in the first forty-five. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you do think this, but just kind of engaging with that. Uh, with with that trade scenario, mm-hmm. like four in the first forty five, if you had to give up both your second round picks to move to thirty, I think that wouldn't be worth it. I would rather have four in the first forty five than three in the top thirty, personally, um, where the Jags are at, you know, as a team. But you know, that being said, so the Bills trade out, they go to thirty three. Who they pick? So I think because, <clears throat> excuse me. That he is still available at this time, I think. I think they trade out because Gregory uh, is it Gre- Gregory Rosso, the edge rusher for Miami. I, I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. Uh, uh, I th- yeah, I know you're talking about, but I I don't want to try and guess his last name either because I'm not sure. So so I have him. The reason why I have the Bills going out in the first place is because I think that's the guy they want, but that I have him going to Baltimore at, at 26. Uh, so, with that being said, they're still going to go edge. I think they go edge rusher over cornerback. A lot of people are saying cornerback, and because they go edge, I have Joseph Asai from Texas, arguably probably the best value still left at that pick. And uh, big, big size, 253, 6'4", edge rusher from the Longhorns program. I think that's where the Bills end up going because he's def- I think he's still available in that second round when they make the pick. I think he will be too, and uh, I think that's a, a solid enough pick. If if uh, if you know, I I think you're right. Where to a degree, it's kind of 
you know, you're kind of having to, to make do at that pick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I think that's a solid move. Yeah, I, I think if you're getting a guy like a side too, just based on the, the, the stats I'm looking at right now, too, I think it's a little bit of a reach if you get him in the first round. It's obviously not, like, give or take the amount of picks. You're only going back about two or three picks. But you feel better value-wise if you get a guy like him in the second round. You feel like you played the you played the draft correctly. You know, you won the game. You you played ski ball. You won the prize if, if you can go and get him in the second round. So that's why I got Bills. Bills trading out into the second round. Joseph Asai from Texas. And then, you know, because they – so the Bills will still have their, their original second-round pick, right? Mm-hmm. So how about you do – how about you do uh, pick number 61? Yeah, absolutely well. will. And I think you're – you mentioned his name earlier, and the the mock draft that I simulated and kept going here, I believe he I, – I kind of want to say – I, I want to say wide receiver so bad, but because – I think Elijah Moore is off the board at this point. It was going to be Elijah Moore, but the more I kept thinking about it, I think Elijah Moore definitely goes off the board by the time 61 rolls around. So this is where I think Florida State cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. falls back to. And I think the Bills... All the way to 61? I think the Bills could still get Asante Samuel Jr. at 61. I think I think it's a definitely a possibility, and it, I think it, that would be it's, it's, it's a fantastic wild, value. It's a wild reach. It's a wild reach to say this, but I, but I have just a good feeling in my gut that Asante Samuel falls back that that far. Gotcha. And then you know just to to, to wrap day two, what what do they do in the third round? Where's my third round pick? Did I, oh, I marked it as why did I mark it as four? Okay, so I think this is where. We kind of we, I think we wait off on wide receiver at this point because I don't know what we're getting value wise. There's kind of a couple names that were thrown around here. Uh, I think because their 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 need also for just another guy on the offensive line to come in between that guard position, uh, in between Deion Dawkins and uh, Mitch Morse, our Pro Bowl center. This is where I see Ohio State's Josh Myers coming in and and being kind of the plug guard. Uh, on the offensive, on the offensive line, I think Josh Myers from Ohio State takes that that third pick, valued at pretty pretty good value. I, I think what they're getting there, and I think he falls back and uh, right into Buffalo's lap, and he plugs up a good hole on the offensive line, makes makes Josh Allen's protection a whole lot better than than it, and it wasn't terrible. But there's definitely some flaws in the offensive line. I think it's because that guard position and injuries. Um, you know, Cody Cody Ford was battling some injuries, and it's it's good to just have a backup option in case our you know Cody Ford, our draft pick from 2019, just doesn't doesn't shake up in the end. But that's what I, I like that I like that there. And uh, yeah, give me Josh Myers at our third round. Cool. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll go do go ahead and do the Jaguars day one and day two, Hit and then we can up. kind of just list list off the the kind of day three, you know, just randos that that we think you know our teams might go for. I like um, it. So you know, first overall, Trevor Lawrence. What? You know, it's no it's, way. <laughs> yeah, shocker, shocker. But it's it's uh, it's finally happening. It's been. You know, probably five months, six months since the Jets somehow beat the Rams, um, and uh, and every day since has been has been coming up to uh, to uh, every April day. 29th, every day since so. has been a blessing. <laughs> well, it's 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 hardly ever a blessing as a Jaguars fan, but tomorrow tomorrow all the prayers will will finally you know translate into into uh, into something. Um, so. Like I said, I'm very big on Rashad Bateman, and if he was available at 25, I think the Jags would take him, and I think that that would be awesome. I think the Jags could go a lot of different directions at 25. I think you could see him go. It depends a lot on who's taken. They might be completely sold on one guy, but um, you know that you could see him doing safety. You could see him doing uh, offensive tackle or or, or you know uh, offensive line in general. Uh, you could also see him doing wide receiver, which is what I think they're going to do, and I think they're actually going to take Elijah Moore at uh, at twenty five if he's there. Um, if okay. he's not there, 
you know, it'll be Rashad Bateman um, or potentially Kadarius Tony. I really hope it's one of the other two other than Kadarius Tony, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, um, I, I think I think that's right where Elijah Moore probably falls into. I think Bateman will go off the board first. Uh, I also think Tony isn't there, as I gave you in, in my mind. I think I think I don't think you even get the opportunity to draft Kadarius Tony. But yeah, that, well, we, got, we don't want him. Um, <laughs> I don't want him. Boo! I don't want you. Get out of here. Uh, so it to you know first pick of the second round. It's it sucks because I really do think that they could get better value by trading out of that of that of the thirty third overall pick. That being said. I think that they really can't fuck around, and I think they need to just go ahead and maybe reach just a little bit and take uh, Pat Fryermuth from uh, Penn State, you know, tight end number two in the mm-hmm. draft, and and just not leave it up to chance. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't like, you can't say, okay, well, we might be able to go get this guy at forty five. Um, or, or trade out like 10 spots and get him at like 43 because I truly think that if you let him go before you, that is just such a colossal error. I mean, he's not even a guy that I am, you know, just so sold on as in like a, a guy that, you know, is going to be this great player next year, but I, they, they have to get a tight end. So, um, I, uh, I, I've got them taking Friar Muth at 33, um, and this mock, I actually have one of the you know better tackles falling kind of deep, um, Walker Little out of Stanford. Um, I would say he's he's definitely I would say a top you know four or five tackle in the draft at, at worst, and maybe even top two or three for for some. Okay. And uh, I think I think in this scenario though, he uh, he falls to forty five, and the Jags are able to get some really really strong uh, tackle depth to to go ahead and make sure that. You know, if in case they have more injury issues with Cam Robinson or Jawan Taylor, that they can just you know they they've got somebody. So, um, or if you know Cam doesn't quite perform up to expectations, which has kind of been the case over the past mm-hmm, right. year or two. Um, and then you know, as we enter the third round, the final uh, pick of day two, uh, I've got him taking another Elijah. This is also a scenario I don't necessarily see happening. You know, I, don't, I, I think this is best-case scenario here. But Elijah Molden from Washington, um, who's a top-five safety prospect, uh, falls all the way to 65. And the Jags, who definitely need to get some safety depth, are able to get a guy that I think for, for what they need is going to be really, really good in terms of a guy that they don't have to worry about starting, you know, 16 games right away, mm-hmm. but instead a guy that, you know, can definitely play and who knows, maybe has starting potential, but you know he can at least get some, you know, valuable snaps in there. Solid. So, I mean, and, uh, it's, uh, I, I think it is to me just from listening, you would know this better than me, but it just feels like it feels like the Jags are going to draft – just basically a little like when it comes to the tight end position they draft aggressively to to fill holes is that is that a tendency that that you think that they that they draft with like in this situation is it just call for it or so you know with it's 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 interesting this year right because this is the first year as uh with Trent Balka as the as the GM and 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 Urban Meyer as the head coach and and in previous years Dave Caldwell would you know, draft for pure value. You know, I mean, Josh Allen was, you know, kind of a need with uh, when when they took him. Uh, but at the same time, he was also to you know best to me best talent available. You know, I think I think you know based on what I've been seeing with Balka that they will draft for need because there are a lot of different things they have to address. And uh, and so I think. I think there may be a couple of times, you know, let's say somebody just falls drastically. I don't think the Jags will be the type of team to turn down an immense value if they think that, you know, the person can impact this year. Right. But generally speaking, I think they will draft for need, um, which, you know, I, I think you're hard pressed to not do. I really think that drafting yeah. for need is generally a better move. Um you know, and then and then you see what kind of value you know you can find in the later rounds or an undrafted free agency. Which you know, one thing I will miss about Dave Caldwell is his knack to find these guys in later rounds that you know ended up being very very good. I mean, um, you know, I, 
he's it's he's uh he's 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 a bad guy and no longer in the NFL for good reason. But Telvin Smith was a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Um, taken in the fifth round or even all the way up until James Robinson as an undrafted free agent. So, um, you know, it's you you try and get value in the later rounds, I think, but I think you've got to address certain holes. There's at least like four or five spots that you, to me, you need to address in the in the first two days before you start, you know, saying, okay, well, this guy's very talented and he happens to be here. Um, do you just want to like rapid fire some, yeah. uh, you know, rapid fire like the number and then the posi- the name and the position for the Bills picks and like on day four? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, day four, we're looking around, was it, that's like five, six, and seven? Uh, uh, four, five. Four, five, six, seven. Four, five, six, and seven. Uh, so I've got, I think, I, I think they go back and they they go to their uh, to uh, running back at, at this position, and this is where I have uh, uh, Puka Williams Jr. out of Kansas going to going to Buffalo. He's the best remaining running back I had in, in my mock as I'm simulating this. That is where I believe the Bills go and fire. And fire it off as well. Um, in terms of what trying to fill the rest of their needs, I think this is uh, a time where another um, edge rusher comes in. But I also could see them going going cornerback. And because of that, I think you go fifth round. Hmm. Maybe not. Hmm. I think. I think. I think they go, I think they go JV and Hawkins from from Louisville. I'm tossed up between tossed up between what I had written down and, and, and what I'm seeing on the site here. But I think JV and Hawkins out of Louisville is a guy just because he he's sitting pretty there at a good reach value at six. Uh, then we go into or in the fifth and in the sixth round, uh, Dante Smith, offensive tackle from East Carolina. Then we round it out with another cornerback, and that's Ambry Thomas out of Michigan. That's uh, that's that's how the Bills go. I I think they play it relatively safe, other than the the first round draft uh, or the the first round trade that they have. I think they do with Jacksonville or a team, but I think they go pretty straightforward, no drafts, and I, I think it's just a lot of lot of hole plugging as well in Buffalo. So that's what I've got for the Bills to finish out the rest of their draft, and uh, I'm I'm content with it. So for me personally, you know the the next pick that the uh, the Jags have after after their third round uh, pick is is to start the fourth, and I think um, I think they'll they'll this is this is maybe a little early for him for him or for this type of pick, but but uh, uh, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky linebacker. Um, I, I think they just need to make sure that they've got plenty of depth at that position because they had injury issues last year and have also proven that they've kind of got some issues in coverage uh, when when if it's you know besides Miles Jack it's kind of a hard time for them right um, and then you know uh, in the uh, they have another fourth round pick um, at 130 I think they they go grab. You know, uh, a, a cornerback, and I have them selecting Tay Gowan out of uh, UCF. Yeah, okay. And, All right. And and thinking that you know, just that they they make sure they've got proper depth there. I mean, they, that that's going to be kind of the issue part part of the issue with this year is like I'm very excited to have like Shaquille Griffin, and I hope that uh, that Henderson Trey Henderson becomes you know the player they drafted last year. Um, but you know, at the, or, you know, the potential that they drafted him at last year, but you know, it's, it's, I'm still a little nervous about the secondary for the Jags, um, at the 145 spot in the fifth round. Um, I'm thinking, uh, thinking they'll probably it's the, the thing is, is that one thing that they really, I haven't addressed in the draft so far and I end up doing, but one thing that they probably should have done sooner uh, in this case is is go get some defensive tackle help, um, some defensive line help, and and uh, but instead I'm saying offensive line help at 145 in that uh, fourth round with uh, or in that fifth round with Kendrick Green out of Illinois. Uh, he's a guard, and then 
and the second fifth round pick they have, uh, that's where they go get defensive tackle, and they uh, they go with Bobby Brown the third out of Texas A and M. I like. And I actually almost had Bobby Brown falling to the Bills at some point too, but I also didn't know. I I didn't think the Bills would get him until I don't think they were looking till maybe like around the fifth the fifth round and I just don't I didn't believe as you kind of just reaffirmed that he'd even be available because I think that's a good value pick for someone you're going to get later in the in, in the later rounds yeah for sure and so you know they they finally get a defensive uh lineman in uh the late fifth round they don't have a sixth round pick and then at 249 you know towards the very very end of the draft uh I I have them you know probably it's probably just going to be running back of choice um and I have them taking Elijah Mitchell uh, from uh, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns, um, so, baby. And overall, I'd be pretty pleased. It would address that that draft would would address a lot of need. Um, you know, I don't think they can address all their issues yeah, in uh, right, this right. draft. That's not the that's not the point. Um, but overall, I would I would feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I actually I want to make one quick quick uh, uh, note here. I actually want to rescind. I want to rescind my pick of. Uh, J- I actually want to, not Javian Hawkins, uh, Deontay Smith in that sixth round, because I'm actually thinking, I, I forgot that the Bills also could draft a center for when Mitch Morse's contract is up. We could, So I actually think in the, in we'll wait till the seventh round, but I think Drew Dahlman from Stanford is going to be the guy that we that we end up kind of reaching for, but it's going to address the need because he's going to be the best center available at that point. And I just, I want to, take it back because uh, I, f- I forgot that the Bills are going to be looking to also get not only just an interior offensive lineman, but also a center as well for when Mitch Morse's contract is up because it's, it's going to be a lot of money to have to pay that, keep paying that man as much as he already is. So just quick, Makes quick, sense. quick change of pace there. But yeah, it's uh boy, it's coming up. It's coming up fast and be a lot of fun. And I can't wait. I can't wait for tomorrow night, man. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I can't, now, I can't wait. What can't hap- wait to be right on a random guess about like a fifth or seventh round pick, and then talk about how I'm an insider. Yeah, uh, on, I, on I, Saturday I, when we I record, call, I called up. I called up my sources, and I made this all happen. You're welcome. I'm actually a real true Jacksonville Jaguar insider. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Mel Kuyper's taint tells me that uh, we. <laughs> the, no, uh, but what were you gonna say, Dom? No, I, I was just I was gonna ask if. Now, I think I've asked this to you like a thousand times in a row, but like, do you not be, do not be a Jags fan anymore if, God forbid, like somebody held Urban Meyer down and didn't allow him to pick Trevor Lawrence and they went like Zach Wilson at number one? Do you leave I would, Jacksonville? I would be, man, the thing I'm, is. I'm just is giving that, you an absolute doomsday scenario. So let's say they take like Zach Wilson. Let's just say that they just fucking. You know, come curveball the of 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 the century, and they take Zach Wilson. From there, it just becomes, you know, all right. Well, if Zach Wilson balls, if he's a great quarterback, then yeah, then we're fine. But the bitterness that would happen if Zach Wilson had one bad year would be immense. If he turned out to be like a bust, and they took him first overall. I it like two or three <laughs> years down the road, I would I would probably like I would still be like a Jags fan. Like I wouldn't cheer for anybody else, right? But I would give up. Like I would just give up hope because because I just but don't, they would like, still have they still have our our Lord and Savior, you know, other than Josh Allen, you know. But they do have uh, Gardner Minshew back there, you know, with all his flushes flow. I love Gardner to death. I really do. Everybody knows this about me. Love Gardner Minshew, but at the same time. It, 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 that idea that you know, well, at least we have Gardner. Like I just, <laughs> I I just would be so soured. Um, you know, that's the thing is that if they, you know, with taking Trevor Lawrence, if they bust on him, it's it, it's that no one's gonna to me look back at the Jags and say, "Wow, you guys are fucking idiots for drafting <laughs> Trevor Lawrence." Like, it's not kind of, I don't right. want to say that, you know, it was a different scenario with like Jamarcus Russell and the Raiders to bring up, you know, uh, 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 you know a first overall bust. 
But, you know, there were, to me, more clear issues. And there was this kind of like, you know, when Jamarcus Russell came out, he was initially the first round, first overall pick. He became that through kind of draft hype and like combine hype and, and you know, physicality stuff and whatever. Trevor Lawrence has been kind of the first overall pick since like the beginning of last year. Like, like not this past season, the beginning of the season before that. When he came out, if he was coming out in this draft or any draft, it was always going to kind of be Trevor Lawrence seems like the best overall prospect. So, right. um, so I think that uh, I, I think that you know with that it's 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 if they take Trevor Lawrence and he sucks and he's awful, then, then I, God I, I, forbid. Yeah, I, there there's there's no hate. Then, there's no hate behind that. Like, yeah, it's just, you're, it's, you're at least like, well, shit. Like, what were they supposed to do? Like, right. were they, you know, like, no, what? You couldn't ever say, well, you guys should have known and taken Zach Wilson. No. Yeah. Absolutely Because it's, it's, so, diff- it's different so, in the case but of if Trevor you do Lawrence that with, because he's not if like. If you do that with any other pick, you're, you're fucked. Like, yeah. you have ruined any type of credibility you have with franchise if you skip over Trevor Lawrence. And then he goes and balls, and you have Zach Wilson. Well, the reason why I always keep asking about what happens if Trevor Lawrence doesn't go because it's like it's su- it's such a lock that it, it and a lot not a lot of people I feel like are talking about like the the at the case where Trevor Lawrence doesn't by chance go to Jacksonville. I'm not none of us are saying that it's gonna happen because I don't th- I he's definitely gonna go to Jacksonville, but God forbid in that situation it does. And the couple people that I've seen talk about it. You know, they kind of equivalate it to the comparison of the 2017 draft where you had another high volume of quarterbacks that went in that first round. But it's a different case where, you know, the Jets went after and got Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold, you know, he might have just it might have just been a bad situational fit. But Sam Darnold is this guy where a lot of people in the Jets kind of think that same mentality. Like, what were we supposed to do? Like, no, like Josh Allen was rated so low. He went to, you know, then you know, we went to Buffalo. And Lamar Jackson was this guy that nobody believed in. And here it is. You know, like there, Sam Darnold was like that, the right guy to be in that situation for New York. So it's the same thing with Jacksonville. I feel like you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't get, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence right. in a sense. So I guess I, I guess there's no there's no equivocal hate that, that stems off of a, a Trevor Lawrence draft pick. Now if God forbid like the great scenario, let's say Jacksonville drafts Mac Jones. Mac Jones becomes the next Tom Brady. Like the next year or two is gonna be so many question marks, but then like all of a sudden God. yeah. The Jaguar, the Jaguar. I'm just saying, like the Jaguars become like the smartest NFL organization uh, in the homie, world. <laughs> homie, I'll put it this way: you said, you know, if they they pass over Trevor Lawrence, and you know, to me, Zach Wilson is the only way they would go. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm throwing crazy hypotheticals at yeah. you right now, dude. If if they fucking My mind said is with in the Narnia. first first overall pick of the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Mac Jones. I would throw up. I would throw up. I would literally puke. I'm gonna be watching the watching the draft in in the bar tomorrow night, and I would literally puke right there on the counter because it would be so gross. Hey, by the way, just to uh, to to kind of poke a hole in your mock draft because I'm an asshole. Um, Jeremy Fowler just reported that the Lions just were turned down a trade by. Uh, they just tried to trade up. Uh, to the Falcon spot to uh, to select uh, Jamar Chase and oh, so they uh, really they, are thinking wide receiver then yeah well. and they were turned down um, I and I will say too I would say that probably means more that you're right about the Falcons selecting Jamar Chase though mm-hmm. um, that or the Falcons really 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 want that like that that pick of Trey Lance or Mac Jones mm-hmm. or. You know, either one uh, Justin, or Justin, Justin Fields, Field, Trey Lance, me. yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's I mean, shoot, yeah, you know, little holes, but I mean, that's what mock drafts are always going to be poked in the hole too. You know, like I, I, I think our drafts in the later round will definitely have some more accuracy. But who? I mean, that's the beauty of doing mock drafts. You just never know. That, that is, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just think I also just think that at that point, then if, if the Lions kind of fall back and they're if they really do want a wide receiver, then you have you have Jalen Waddle at that point. And, you and know? if everything we say is fucking bullshit and super stupid and wrong, don't at us. We know we're putting round fucking pegs and square holes. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, you you look at us and you realize these guys are you know kindergarten state champs, but they're twenty five. So, you know, it's just 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 deal with it, okay? Kindergarten was three of the best years of my life. <laughs>
A lot of fun I, uh, in kindergarten. I, I was a four-time letterman in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated top of my class in kindergarten. I was a, I was a, I was a National Honor Society scholar out of kindergarten. I was a Rhodes Scholar out of kindergarten. Um, oh man. Okay. Well, I think I think that's the 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 length of our draft coverage. Yeah, I think we finally have put a ribbon on it, and now Saturday will come where we get to record, and then we get to talk about what really happened, and we'll get to see how wildly wrong we are. You know, we're we're, we're coming up on our on our time limits, so and we try to keep it right around about an hour-ish for you guys. We don't want to take up too much of your time, so there'll be more topics we'll get into that we just didn't get a chance to talk about today. A uh, couple quick things we do want to mention, though. Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing back all 22 starters. Antonio Brown just signed. So now, you know, Antonio Brown finally found what seems like his home after all this uncertainty. Uh, And then also really cool news in the soccer world that I'll let Evan Soccer Corner take care of real quick here. Yeah, just not even even a full rant. But, I mean, yesterday uh, Christian Pulisic became the uh, first ever American to score in a Champions League semifinal. Which you know, other than a Champions League final, is the biggest match in in uh, in pro pro soccer. So that was uh, especially cool, and and uh, and and you know, it's 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 nice to see him especially do that in a in 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 this match and kind of the way he's performed over the past week or you know two or three weeks because he kind of had a uh, a pretty you know, unideal uh, uh, first half of the season with Chelsea, but new manager and then scoring in, you know, what is arguably, you know, I would say hit the biggest game of his life to this point mm-hmm. uh, is, is definitely really sick. Not to mention, too, that it was a pretty nasty goal if you uh, if, if folks at home just want to go watch a random soccer highlight. But but uh, that's that's all the uh, all the footy I've, uh, I've got to mention. Awesome. Well, and then, you know, uh, Mayweather, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul is on, folks, for June 6th in Miami. Uh, God almighty. God help Logan Paul. Hey, I, he's, you know. Yeah, this isn't one that I think, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, with Jake Paul, both times I picked Jake Paul to lose. I won't do that again until he's facing an actual boxer um, because, he, because the dude can actually box. But with Logan, who I know is a big-ass dude, and I know he's been training a ton too, Dog, I, I mean, Mayweather is, you know, the the pound for pound like best fighter like that we've like in our general like we didn't grow up yeah, watching like, like Tyson other than and like Pacquiao, Ali. other than like Pacquiao maybe like and I, I mean I know they fought each other whatever but yeah. like the those are the dudes in that echelon I think I think even with the the massive size advantage already I just don't see how Mayweather would lose that fight and if he does then boxing is fucking dead y'all yeah. boxing is like dead it would like be so as, bad as for as the sport as in like a you know as a true prestige sport I think you know as entertainment for sure but as in like a true prestige sport it's already kind of been dead that would to me be like oh yeah this sport it'd be like if you know I mean I don't know fucking who's like it'd be like if you know I went out there and like played corner on Julio Jones and like just <laughs> won the matchup like it'd just be like oh fuck no it's all um, it's all for it's a, it's just it's a clout chasing move it's just a clout chaser just a clout chasing move I'd go get knocked out by Mayweather for that check Probably. Oh, heck yeah. That's, but that, that's the only reason I would do it for the check, though. Like, that's, that's properly the amount of money it would take for me to stand in the ring and take a shot from Floyd Mayweather because, you know, you're going to spend a good amount of your time next in a hospital bed for sure after that. Yeah, hospital bed or, you know, just getting patched up. And then, you know, who knows, maybe he's back out celebrating by the end of the night. I would be shocked to not see uh, pictures of Floyd and Jake Paul or uh, Logan Paul, like, at the club after the match is over, like, later that night, like, just going crazy. Yeah, um, spending their so. fat racks as you just earned. But, you know, fun stuff there. We'll obviously talk about that a little bit more as it comes up. Uh, this has been a great episode. Obviously, it's all NFL draft-based, uh, but that's what we wanted to do. We told you guys it was coming. It's been awesome. We thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in starting Thursday night, first-round coverage. We'll be back recording on Saturday. We'll drop the next episode to give our reactions, talk about things in the world of sports. As always, Evan, any final words to give to the people? Um, you know, I, I'm typically not the type of person to do a call to action or whatever, but if you're a young person, go get vaccinated. You know, if you happen to be listening to this and you can get vaccinated, 
go fucking do it because damn man like it was one free mad convenient i spent a grand total of like 35 minutes over the two like the two times i got vaccinated uh in in walmart i spent like 35 minutes over the two days you know three weeks apart free doesn't take long at all there's plenty of fucking doses out there and the reason why you're getting vaccinated if you're you know someone young like us is not because you're gonna die of covid it's because you might actually be able to save other people who are more at risk so you know don't fucking just pass on it because you think you're good i i really do you know i haven't been super passionate about this but i think in this scenario man it's why the fuck not let's fucking actually have a summer that we can be you know fucking idiots and uh and, and and white, I think, it's white boy summer, as Chet Carlo says. It's white boy we, summer now. <laughs> no, that's Chet. Chet. Uh, Chet oh, Chet, Hanks. Is that Chet Hanks. Who said, okay. Do not. Do not. I, I'm not even a Jack Carlo fan, but don't don't put that juju on Jack Carlo's name. Yeah, um, that's fact. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the only you know PSA. Yeah. Fucking do it so we can get herd immunity and we can actually go fucking like be fucking crazy ass drunk corny idiots this summer yeah so, let's 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 uh, go enjoy it i agree you know let, let, let's restore normalcy folks i ready to get back into a tv studio again and i can't do that until everybody's basically you know vaccinated so get out and do it absolutely fully vaccinated people i'm getting my second shot a week from tomorrow so i will too be fully vaccinated and uh yeah get out and go do it folks thank you all for listening this has been down and out Again, be sure to watch the draft tomorrow night. We'll see you guys on Saturday. But until then, Arrivederci. Later. With my friends, and I don't want to face it, but my mentalism basic gets complex. Seeing all the strings, and I hate it. But don't feel sad for a guy that is mad. Get glad and help me turn into a guy like that. Castle, pull up on the scene and cause a hassle. Happy looking at me like, who is this bastard? Cool like ice, big slam, pop like medicine. That isn't really yours, but you take it with your friends. Cool, calm, collected, but I love to act hectic Sitting in the corner in the dark like Riddick With the notepad out thinking about lyrics I ignored your story cause I didn't wanna hear it Bitch, did you ever really catch a switch Where I went from rock to Buddha, caught the vibe like a fish Assist like white chocolate, handing out a dish If the devil shows up in my soul, he just wish I might accept the offer cause I wanna grind like cause And give the trophies to my mama, make him sweat like a sauna Cause act like I can't then I'ma spit like a llama Take your girlfriend out And give a Balenciaga So check me out Fill me up And watch me bounce Cause the new man in the mirror Is looking like a mouse Switch places Change faces Now Buddha runs a house Trust hip hop more than bitches So I'ma take her as a spouse Or at least a concubine If in front of my God feel divine I'ma grab it like a shield And I'ma make it shine Cause when I'm polished I'll abolish if you cross the line That's how I am feeling Keep Growing like a giant go through the ceiling Man in the mirror doubled up Now you all the fuck We go again but when we stop blazing Boom boom pow pow What you gonna do now Especially when I bring the energy like it's a pow wow Besides find a man page your face Cause you a damn clown Look around only one that is and I'm a wagon now The name is Buddha bitch Damn Uh look around only one that is and I'm a wagon now